Hello and welcome to Mashmouth, a podcast covering every single episode of hit 1970s sitcom, MASH. I'm Ethan. And I'm Vanessa. Vanessa, welcome to season two. Are you as excited as I am? I'm I'm very happy to be back. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be recording again. I'm so happy to be watching MASH again. I'm just, I'm so thrilled to be back doing this show. It felt genuinely very good to be watching uh, this episode that we watched today. I was just so happy to watch this again because we haven't in a good while. It's just bit we've been too busy and I I really did like seeing these characters again. I love a good season opener. Yeah, it was honestly like such a comfort <laughs> watching this show again after not watching it for a little while because, you know, like you said, we were busy. And to come back to these just really familiar characters and these really funny, just well-known antics ugh, just just makes my heart just swell. <laughs> makes your, it sounds like we're exaggerating for radio, but let no, me tell we're you, not. we genuinely <laughs> like this show. <laughs> It's literally my comfort show. It truly is. So I wanted to ask you, uh, as we move into season two, I wanted to look back on season one just a little bit. Are there any episodes that you would think are really good introduction episodes to MASH as a whole in season one that you would use to show someone what the show is like and why they should watch it? Okay, so after giving this a little bit of thought, I'm going to be a little bit controversial and say (laughs) this episode that we watched just today um, would be kind of a great introduction to MASH. For season one, though, I would say probably probably along the lines of like Chief Surgeon Who and Dear Dad Again and probably Tuttle. You know, our our collective like favorite episodes, Yankee Doodle Doctor might be one as well. Just all those really kind of capture the essence of MASH, I think, even though Dear Dad is a little bit you know, out there and kind of an outlier and structure and plot wise. But I don't know. I just all the episodes that I really like, I would show to somebody, I guess. I yeah, I agree. I think Tuttle or Yankee Doodle Doctor especially would be really good introductions because those are both just so funny. And you get to really know the camp. And with uh, Yankee Doodle Doctor, you get the the wild variation in tone that uh, the show is kind of famous for without it being super heavy like an episode like sometimes you hear the bullet where that is you gotta I feel like you gotta like know the characters to really feel the impact of that one mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I also agree with you that this episode is a very good introduction as well and let's get into that actually so in this episode the season opener divided we stand General Clayton assigns a psychiatrist to secretly evaluate the 4077 to determine whether or not the camp needs to be split up. And things do not go well. Vanessa, (laughs) uh, what did you think of this episode as we get going? Well, first of all, I should say I really liked this episode because, like I said, I would show it to somebody as their first introduction of MASH. But when I was doing research for this episode, I found out that Larry Gelbert kind of took this episode as an opportunity as like a second pilot for the show because as we discussed in the last episode of last season the show in the first season didn't really do so well it didn't have a lot of viewers it ended like 43rd or 47th or something like that in ratings it was just not great 
So going forward, like kind of knowing that this was his intention was really interesting because you saw that it was a reintroduction for past viewers of the antics kind of reintroducing the characters and just a full-on introduction of who the main cast is and again the antics of the camp to new viewers who might not have tuned in the first time and i i really liked just that refresher of this older original idea of mash it was just so great yeah i feel like that introduction is typical of a lot of season two just openings of sitcoms in general yeah, I feel that because they do open with basically a recap of every character so far and their basic dynamics uh, with General Clayton kind of going through and telling this psychiatrist like, here are the crazy people in 4077. They're, <laughs> you know, they have they have all these wacky shenanigans going on. Isn't that crazy? Shouldn't they be split up? <laughs> and it's like a clever way of being like, hey, check out our fun uh, gang uh, what do you think of this, it, like, introductions themselves? Did you find any of the, like, bits particularly funny? I personally really liked the bit where Trapper and Hawkeye were playing strip poker with a nurse. And, like, <laughs> she was the one that was fully clothed. And they were, like, completely naked. Good bit. <laughs> that was actually so funny. I, I laughed so hard at that scene. Um, and the one that really stood out to me... Which is so weird because as I've maintained, I don't like Frank and Margaret's relationship. But in the beginning when they were, when Margaret was like washing Frank's hair, I don't know. I just, I thought they were like so cute together. I was like, this is absolutely adorable. I loved that. And that's probably the only time I would ever say that. But yeah, something struck me as so cute about that. That was quite funny too, because I forget what line Clayton says to, like, set up the joke, but he says something that could be used as, like, an innuendo of, like, Frank and Margaret having sex when you cut to it. So mm -hmm. the reveal of washing his hair was, like, just genuinely funny and kind of, like, weirdly <laughs> romantic. Like, there's a joke in Brooklyn Nine-Nine of, like, the most romantic thing you could ever do with someone is wash their hair. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. So it was like yeah. really cute. I thought it was adorable. I loved that. Oh, when Frank was reading the Bible and then he's reading the Bible, he goes, who changed these commandments? And then it just zooms in on Trapper's face, just in this really crazy <laughs> grin. Oh my God, that was so That was funny. a great visual gag. I love me a good zoom. Me too. So after this introduction, we then go into Henry uh, learning that the camp is going to be evaluated by the psychiatrist and... Uh, this scene is really interesting. It's kind of a big demonstration of how dysfunctional the camp actually <laughs> is to the yeah. outside observer. And how do you feel about all of this? Because uh, they kind of pile it on Henry uh, right away to show that, like, yeah, in real world, this, this camp would not necessarily be up to snuff. So I thought this scene was great. I liked how buttoned up um, Captain Hillebrand was. That's the psychiatrist's name. And I really loved how when General Clayton was kind of giving Hillebrand this overview of the camp and who everyone was and et cetera, et cetera. And then we get this scene with Henry and Hillebrand and Henry is just 
proving General Clayton right just the entire the entire time. He's talking about like drinking and how basically he's an alcoholic and he has to drink all this all, all the time to like function. Um, and it was just it was really, really funny. And then, of course, Radar comes in and Clayton had said, I think that Radar more runs the camp than Henry sometimes. And it becomes very evident that Radar kind of runs the camp and Henry wouldn't be able to get along without him. It was just really great. I thought it was fantastic. It was so uh, exemplary of, I think, what the show is like trying to do <laughs> yeah. in a weird way. Like, before I started watching this in high school and stuff, you always described MASH as like a group of doctors trying to blow off steam when they're in Korea. That's how you like always pitch the show to me. Mm-hmm. And Henry's description of like, well, of course, we're a little bit nuts. Everybody, we're under like an incredible amount of pressure and he just keeps saying pressure like 50 times. So hearing him say that reminded me of how you described the show. I was like, man, this is like a perfect encapsulation of the show up to this point that like, it's nuts, but they function and it's fine. Don't worry about it. They need this. And one of the one of the bits that I really liked in this uh, section was that Klinger like ca- calls up and is like giving Henry some like paperwork and it takes Henry like a minute to realize like, oh, wait, Klinger's going to be wearing a dress and that's weird. <laughs> uh, just Henry's acting in that moment of like, oh, my God, I ruined my life is so funny and it's great. <laughs> Yeah, it was really funny. And then, of course, you have Hillebrand just so confused. Like, how are you running this camp? And this man is in a dress. Like, what's happening here? It was it was honestly so great. And then we get Henry kind of becoming almost scared a little bit because Hillebrand tells him why he's there to evaluate to see if the camp should be broken up. And Henry says you know you can't break us up we're a family like what what's happening here it was just so sweet and then he goes and he basically warns everybody in the camp like be on your best behavior we need to show general clayton that we cannot be broken up because no one wants as much as no one wants to be here no one wants to really be in korea with anybody else except this like group of people so i i really liked that as well it was so funny, too, with Henry trying to warn everybody the tactics that he, he used to talk to people in private, <laughs> like him and Trapper and Hawkeye, like, go in the showers together, and he's like, oh, well, it's fine. We won't be watched here. And I'm like, there's no cameras around. It's not like <laughs> this guy has has eyes and ears everywhere. You could have yeah, just talked to anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but even so, Henry's plan in that is completely foiled, basically, because Hillebrand was like, I don't know, lurking around every corner, heard that Henry was tipping everybody off, so it didn't even work. <laughs> um, I mean, in theory. <laughs> but it was just so funny, the, the paranoia that Henry, I guess, justifiably had. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I love Henry when he's just on edge, you know, he's he's trying to hold things together and he's like, I know that I have a good team here, but <laughs> we're crazy. I always do love the storylines of the camp 
trying to seem like a regular army and not as crazy as they are to an outsider. I always love those storylines because it never works out, of course. And you get these like just kooky, crazy scenes like we're going to go into. And it's just always so fun to see them try really hard, but then maybe not succeed or maybe not try as hard as maybe they should. (laughs) And it's always funny when... They have to introduce like army regulation stuff back into mm-hmm. the camp when they're being observed. Like I'll never get over the fact that like the morning wake up call is completely foreign to Hawkeye and Trapper whenever <laughs> they hear it. They're like, what is that? How dare yeah. they even attempt to do that for us? I also in that same scene where they start to implement the army regulations and Hawkeye, Frank and Trapper are in the swamp. <laughs> Oh, God. And Frank puts his foot in his boot and he goes, who put this appendix in here? (laughs) So Hawkeye and Trevor, right off the bat, are not even trying to be normal. They put an appendix in Frank's boot. I just died. (laughs) Which I think is a war crime. Uh, Don't do that. That's like horrifying. (laughs) Don't step on an appendix. Um, One thing, one other thing about that scene that I thought was really funny and weird is that Frank, at one point, when Hawkeye is getting out of bed, is like, oh, it's disgusting you sleep in your underwear. And he's got, like, Hawkeye's got a t-shirt on, so I guess he's wearing underwear, but, like, with a t-shirt. So he's basically wearing shorts to bed. Like, it's not (laughs) disgusting. I'm sure it's hot in Korea. It's fine. That just stuck out to me as as, uh, Frank being just a real kind of prudish guy. I just like what else do you wear to bed but like shorts pajamas and a baby I you got to get those long johns this is the 50s everybody wears long johns no we see frank absolutely in his underwear all the time i'm sorry but i i don't buy that anyway <laughs> i really liked the scene right after this where they're trying really hard to be civil with each other in front of Hillebrand. And so in the mess tent, they're all eating together. Margaret comes over. They're all eating. They're really trying to just like, just be very buttoned up and very proper. (laughs) And meanwhile, of course, you have Hawkeye and Trapper kind of like throwing these subtle digs at Frank and Henry basically just going like making like a cutthroat motion, like stop it, guys, like stop (laughs) and I really really loved that because it was just it was a lot of like physical comedy almost you had to be watching it to really understand why it was so funny but I laughed out loud at so many parts in this one particular scene it was so much like kids in like knowing they're gonna get detention if they act out again (laughs) Uh, that was the kind of vibe that this had they were just complimenting Frank and I think Frank kind of didn't know what to do with that he was like oh well of course thank you very much and of course they're being somewhat sarcastic but I yeah I I love the the rambunctiousness of them being like we're gonna do what we're told but we're not gonna do it like 100% on the book. We're still gonna have fun with this. (laughs) Well, I brought it back to also this, um, like I said, in the beginning scenes when Henry said we're a family and then Hillebrand said something along the lines of like, oh, just one big happy family, right? And I don't know, it kind of gave me like family vibes of even when they're being mean to each other, they really are a family at the 4077 and I just loved that. Yeah, this scene was just, just so adorable to me. I really like the family vibes of this as well. Again, 
it felt like kids trying to do what they're told from their like parents <laughs> or teacher and like wanting the other one to break. <laughs> this one is just really fun. I think this is one of the better episodes we watched. This is a great opening episode because it just has this very cute energy to it because <laughs> they love each other. They they like love and respect each other, but they also get at each other's throats and it just felt very real to me that like of course they act like this only people who love each other would also drive each other crazy you know what i mean mm-hmm, definitely i really liked how in literally the next scene when they're trying to be proper and normal everyday military right after margaret and frank just can't cool it for like one second one day and of course neither can hawkeye and trapper so they lock margaret and frank into margaret's tent and it's just, and hillebrand sees the whole thing i'm like guys couldn't you just for one day 12 hours that's all they, they didn't even make it 12 hours it was really funny right after this is when they get like reprimanded right this is yes. a pretty like quick <laughs> sequence of events. But this uh, was so good. This was probably my favorite part of the entire episode. I loved this part. This was total principal's office vibes because they're sitting all together, kind of looking grumpy and being like, mm, "It was you. It's your fault that we're here." Uh, everybody kind of pointing fingers at each other, and the psychiatrist is like, "You guys, you what are you what are you even doing here? Like, what what's the matter?" And everyone's at each other's throats. They even throw shade at Radar at one point when <laughs> yeah. he's like hanging out by the window. And Margaret's like, he's always spying on people. <laughs> it was so months and months of pent up frustration kind of coming to a boiling point. And it was so, so funny. They start to just list all of their grievances everyone has something that they're angry about the other one about mostly like it's frank and margaret against hawkeye trapper and henry as you know we know but <laughs> again the physical comedy of this scene was very funny the visual comedy of course frank and margaret were getting reprimanded so they were upset and they were the idea of being like broken up because the camp was going to get broken up was very upsetting to them. Hawkeye and Trapper could not care any less. They were just like, well, oh, well, either we're going home or we're going somewhere else. And you see Trapper like throw this paper airplane at Henry when Hillebrand is saying that they act childish. And Hawkeye is, <laughs> this was, this struck me as so funny. But when Hawkeye was, playing with the skeleton in Henry's office he was like filing the nails of the skeleton that it just it got me the that whole was thing maybe my favorite part of the entire episode that one little moment of Hawkeye filing the nails like I want that as a gift I want to send that <laughs> to just random people for random circumstances I think that's so funny I love that little moment uh this whole bit is so good like this is this is the kind of thing that you could only do once everybody's like in a groove in these roles and have mm -hmm. like good chemistry with each other. Again, why this is like a really good introduction episode because you get everybody and you get their dynamics. It's really good. I I keep saying it, and I'm sorry that I lack the sophistication to <laughs> further articulate a better way of saying this. But it's just a good, enjoyable time with. You can tell that everyone's having fun. Yeah, absolutely. 
So as you said, Margaret even took shots at Radar, but Radar was coming into Henry's office to let them know that choppers were coming. And the shift in the tone and just the immediacy of the just dropping every personal issue that they were talking about, and then they put their doctors and nurses hats on and they were like okay business we have to go they ran out of henry's office without even saying a word yeah they all knew that this is what they had to do and to me i don't know if you remember but in the first episode this happened as well this happened a lot in the first season which is why when you know that larry gilbert kind of took this chance to have a second pilot of the show this really tracks because you see a lot of the same things that happened in the first pilot in this episode. And this to me is just like very quintessential mash of like all these crazy shenanigans happening and then drop it all for the patients. And you really, really felt it in this scene. Yeah, because a lot of these storylines when Hawkeye and Trapper are in trouble or the whole camp's in trouble is just so often resolved by... Well, they're good at their jobs, so nothing else matters. When it comes down to it, they can perform surgery like there's no tomorrow, and it's fine. And that's how a lot of these problems are fixed. But this one is given that special emphasis where you're like, all right, we're going to slow down. We're going to show you that like these people are here for a reason, and they work well together. That was the thing that I think the scene was demonstrating more than anything else, was that Yeah, they need each other because they know how to work with each other better. Like, if you separate them, you're going to lose some of that, like, 4077 magic, you know? That, like, they are repeatedly stated to be, like, the best unit in Korea, I think, like, as far as these mass units go. And if you separate that, you're losing, like, that valuable asset. Yeah, and you get this, like, really quick scene of Hillebrand entering into the OR, seeing and smelling this body. And he took in all this chaos of the OR and whatnot, and he couldn't handle it. Then jumping ahead to the scene where General Clayton comes into the camp, and asks Hillebrand, what's your prognosis, basically? Like, should we split this camp up? And Hillebrand says something along the lines of what I interpreted to be the essence of MASH. He said, these impossible people are in an impossible place doing totally impossible work. And that kind of, to me, goes back to what you were saying. Like, you can't break these people up because they're doing the work. They're so good at what they do. And even if they're doing these like unmilitary things and it's like these crazy coping mechanisms, they're still doing it. And it's just so good. Yes. Everything involving Hillebrand in this scene is really good. You didn't mention that he is drunk out of his mind when this is happening (laughs) too. Because he immediately, I guess seeing, you know, the the actual toll of war kind of broke him a little bit and Mm -hmm. was like, I need to get drunk. Uh, So he's drunk off like the gin of like the distillery that they make. And it was so funny what he said. He was like, oh, this gin could like peel the paint off. He said it could melt your dog tags. (laughs) Melt your dog tag. That's so much better. Um, than what I was thinking. I thought it was like peel the paint off a warship. I did not write it down. Uh, <laughs> but that that's so that's so good. But yeah, this whole thing with Hillbrand and his speech he gives was 
a really good thesis for the show. And I think that talking about this, you or I have said something similar. So maybe maybe the speech was like in our subconscious minds, you know, because we both have seen these episodes before. We're going to run out of episodes that I've seen like relatively soon. So that's going to be fun. But I've said stuff that's like they're in a like impossible situation, stuff like that when we're talking about this show. So it was kind of validating to me to, yeah. to hear a character on the show say that. If Larry Gelbart was like trying to repilot the series, he did a very good job. Yeah. It does lay out everything you'd want from the show in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. It just gave, again, it gave those quintessential MASH vibes. It had the juxtaposition of the really harrowing OR scenes and the comedy interspliced. And I felt that Hildebrand was this kind of almost like audience insert character, allowing the audience to understand that you can't do this. So don't pass judgment on them because they are really going through it, you know? And I really, I just thought that it was just so, just so, so mash, so great. And I loved the callback to the first episode because you remember when Hawkeye and Trapper came out of the OR? I think this was the first episode. And they had handcuffs on and they were like, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. And then they said, oh, we messed it up by being like, too good at our jobs basically and that happened again in this last scene we always fail in reverse yeah <laughs> clayton had said "Ah, oh, i guess we're not breaking the mash unit up and hawkeye and trevor were just like great wonderful <laughs> we're here again um i don't know if you caught it but hawkeye says finest kind in the very last part of that scene and that is a hawkeye's catchphrase in the book in the movie and I like really I loved that little callback. I didn't I didn't catch that, uh, even though I just watched that movie not too long ago. <laughs> this one was really good. This is a very solid episode and a very solid season opener. Great work all around, everybody. Let's raise your your gin glass to this episode. One thing that I really liked and thought was funny while it was wrapping up was that Henry offered Clayton a drink. Clayton was like, oh, it's 8 a.m. He's like, oh, no, I want to make a toast. And he was like, well, if it's a toast, of course. <laughs> yeah, he was like kind of covering it up. Like, yeah, who drinks at 8 a.m.? Not me, but also, oh, I guess I will if you are going to make a toast. I have to. Did you? So I'm so surprised that you haven't brought it up yet. How did you enjoy the ending credit scenes, Ethan? I love the ending credit scene so much. This was... We talked about the movie, and uh, the movie ends like this as well, and it was another episode that ended with the PA announcement listing off everybody's names and their title card for their starring role being underneath them, and every time the show does this, I'm like, good, I want every episode <laughs> to end with this, this is so fun. Uh, I love this style of presentation, and in this ending credit montage uh jamie farr is actually listed as like one of the core cast members and i thought that was interesting that i think he's like a regular character now i don't think he's guest star anymore i think he... he's gonna be pretty much in every episode right so he's not in every episode he's a recurring character now instead of just like a guest he does eventually get into the main cast and he is cast in every single episode um, but you will be seeing a lot more of Klinger in this coming season, which is just chef's kiss perfect. 
Great. I love Jamie Farr. I think he is my like personal favorite side character in this. I, I even liked his, his role in this episode uh, when they're reintroducing him and he's like wearing a, a dress and like a golf beret. <laughs> and Henry's like, you need to take that off. And he's like, not until not until I get discharged. And you're like, oh, buddy, if only it worked. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's one of my favorite outfits of his, actually. That's a recurring outfit. <laughs> it's a good outfit. He pulls it off. My, ma- my man can work it. <laughs> so, Vanessa, do you have trivia for this episode? I do, in fact, have trivia. So, first, for, like, the show, season two of MASH aired on Saturday evenings right after... All in the Family, um, which was at the time CBS's most popular sitcom. So this season went way up in the ratings after it got moved to a better time slot after a more popular show. So we can thank All in the Family for the recurrence of MASH. (laughs) I can't believe those two shows are on on at the same time. I know they're both 70s shows, but in my head, they're just so separate, you know? That's that's kind of wild. It's honestly so funny because it's like All in the Family was this was also this uh really provocative sitcom and then to have it like a one two punch and then mash right after it's just kind of crazy. I loved it. But thank you All in the Family. <laughs> we without you we wouldn't have 11 seasons to get through. I do have some trivia about the actor um Anthony Holland who played Captain Hildebrand. So Holland studied acting with Lee Strasberg in college, who is this famous director, acting coach, and drama teacher. He was an original member of The Second City, which is this famous comedy improv group in Chicago, which I thought was really cool. I had mm-hmm. no idea. Oh, he you had... didn't know about Second City? Second no, City I didn't. is very famous. Yeah, I, I mean, I figured it was famous, but yeah, no, I had no idea. He had a really lively career in movies, TV, and theater, and he's best known for his role as Bob Fosse in All That Jazz, which is a biopic about oh, really? Bob Fosse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I've been wanting to see All That Jazz for years, because it's one of those like quintessential like movies, you know, where you're like, well, mm-hmm. if you like movies, you have to eventually see... All that jazz. It's one of those like Sis and Kane kind of movies. Yeah. So that's really cool that he's like the lead in that. I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to to watch that movie now. Buy that Criterion Blu-ray. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he also had guest appearances in shows like Columbo, Hill Street Blues, and Cagney and Lacey. And this is really, really sad and kind of dark. He passed away in 1988 by suicide at six years old after he became sick with HIV and AIDS. And I just, that uh, just really, really made me so upset because it just the idea that this talented actor had the idea to like go, that suicide was better than dying of AIDS. Just like, oh, that, that hurt just so much. That's tough to hear. The, the AIDS epidemic really did ruin a lot of good things, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, you could say that again. So to end this on a more of a lighter note, Ethan, do you have any favorite lines from this episode? One of my favorite lines from this episode was actually about Klinger, as previously mentioned. When Henry is trying to justify Klinger's dresses to uh, the psychiatrist, Henry says like, oh, he's a perfectly upstanding gentleman. He he goes out with girls. And then uh, Hildebrand responds, he must be stealing their clothes. And just like the, the exchange of that and the like performance of it, like it made me laugh really hard. It was really good. 
Yeah, I liked that one too. I think that my favorite though was <laughs> in the swamp scene after they get woken up. Frank says to Hawkeye and Trapper, you know, you guys could use a shave. You look like bums. And Trapper goes, I was thinking about being a bum doctor, but the proctology class was full and it took me a second to get it. And then I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. I loved that line so much. I laughed really hard. (laughs) Last one I want to mention is when they're in the cafeteria, Hawkeye and Trapper are like (laughs) trying to figure out where they're going to sit, you know. While they're being upstanding gentlemen. And I think Henry's like, come on, sit with like the unit. And Hawkeye, I think, goes, No, we want to sit with the nurses. Like we want we want to sit over there and make one big nurse. I, I kind of butchered that, so I might cut yeah, that just out. A little that bit. Was... <laughs> you need to start writing these lines down. You're gonna you're gonna I start do. writing these lines down. I write them down <laughs> in my phone. I write them down quotes and all, sir. We're going to join the nurses. Yeah, we're going to join them and make one big nurse. I'm sorry (laughs) I didn't, like, screenplay write that out. Oh, my God. This this episode is one like no other. (laughs) So, Vanessa, I want to ask you before we wrap up, what do you give this episode out of five martinis? So, yeah, so we're bringing this back. Um, (laughs) We liked it so much from our final episode that we're, uh, we're bringing it back. I would say I would honestly give this one like maybe 4.5 martinis out of five. I actually, I don't know. I think that it might get the full five martinis. Just, just, I'm wow. just drunk off wow. this episode. I loved this episode so much. <laughs> You're drunk off the, that's what we have to say whenever we like really love an episode now is that we're drunk off. I'm of drunk it. off this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. This was like a really good one. But it wasn't one that like blew me away. It was just like a rock solid episode of MASH. So I might I might have to go lower than you. I might have to give it a solid like four out of five. It was very, very good, but not like top five episode for me. You know what I mean? Understandable. Understandable. I think that I am really clouded by the fact that this was just this just hit every single MASH trope for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think may- maybe after hearing yours, maybe I'm maybe I'm back down to reality a little bit. I'll go with four point five martinis. <laughs> Catch me uh, saying that this isn't one of my top five, and it being one of my top five of the season. <laughs> so we'll see. Catch us in twenty or something weeks. It's gonna be fine. Just to wrap up, I'd like to give thanks to Jacob for your backup, for being our technical consultant, Vanessa's sister Melissa for awesome cover art, and of course our listeners. Our music, social media, and contact for the show are linked in the description. Join us next time when we'll be talking about 5 O'Clock Charlie. And until then, have a toast at 8am. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye everyone.